welcome to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I'm your host, Dawson, and uh, I guess a little bit about me. 22 years old, and I've got a major in marketing. Um, here today with me is Matthew. Go ahead Hi. and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name's Matthew. You can call me Matt if that's easier. Um, I am also 22 years old, I think. Yeah, I'm 22. I always forget my own age, but... Um, I have a major in chemical engineering, and I love sports. And we are also joined by our good friend. Andrew. You can call me A-Dog. You can call me A-Train. You can call me the king, the boss, the champ. You can call me the man, the myth, or the legend, or anything in between. But I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the hot guy in the... I'm the deceivingly hot guy in the... In the, uh, in the what do you call it? Our... In the photo, our, the logo, in the, the photo, yeah, our logo, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I, I unfortunately don't look like that. I would kill probably oh. both of you to look like that. <laughs> no offense, but that guy is, that guy's really good looking, and Fun I'm just, fact. <laughs> I, I had to digitally add those freckles back in because the software I was using deleted all your freckles. I was wondering why there he's, was a severe lack of joking. freckles. That lack of freckles was truly horrifying, and I'd kill that with fire if it wouldn't mean incinerating my own phone. I think I need to contact the NSA to get that just deleted from the internet or from the world because that was truly horrifying. But not to derail, my, as I said, my name's Andrew, or you can call me any of those assorted nicknames. I'm going to call you My major in is in... <laughs> I'm, I'm 23, 20 Trace. For all, for all our Spanish listeners out there. And uh, I have a major in film, which explains why I'm so excitable and so uh, eccentric. I'm the eccentric <laughs> one. I decided to go to, a, to get a degree in a job that may not guarantee I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, I, I mean... We talked about doing a little bit of a bio since it's our first episode. We want to, I don't want to steal the reins from Dawson too much since he's our How host for this episode. How dare you steal the reins from me? How <laughs> dare you? But I feel like if you wanted to give like the full, I guess kind of like the full, I guess you could say you're the catalyst for us doing this in the first place. Even before, when we, if you look on the website, you can see, or on, you can see our our legacy episodes, as I think we wanted to <laughs> yeah, call them. That's a great term. And I, Dawson, we should definitely call them that. And, yeah, yeah, I and think Dawson I've was even the. Stuff. I had talked to Dawson about, I think I talked to both of you about how much I wanted to do a podcast because mm-hmm. I'm a white guy in my 20s and you know what white guy, you know what they call a group of white, they call a group of crows a murder, they call a group of cows a, ho- a herd, you know what they call a group of white guys? A podcast. A podcast. So since I'm a white guy in my 20s, I wanted to do a podcast and Dawson was really the one that was like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, oh, I was just, I was just saying speaking that into the world instead of actually doing it but yeah don't you, really you dare tell me off. your dreams because i'll make them a reality <laughs> it really started yeah, with that's... us like seeing movies together and then we'd be, just sit in the car for an hour and a half talking about it and andrew's like that we is... should make we should just record this and put it out there for the world to listen yeah, to i think we were gonna initially record this while in the car <laughs> that was our initial plan you're right we had ideas to like just yeah. drive to different places and nothing record but there. car sense right <laughs> <laughs> Or we call it car talk, and then we get sued yeah. by NPR. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, but, speaking um, of cars, that actually does lead us a little bit into our first segment. Um, 
so this is kind of a decent segue but i wanted to talk a little bit about uh disney plus shows um disney plus yeah plus as they call it on the streets (laughs) and ewan mcgregor recently made a video kind of addressing like all of the toxic star wars fans right now just go moses ingram's uh like dms and just being the worst type of people in existence um Star Wars Ewan fans McGregor are unfortunately like kind of notorious people for that. That's ever made like a a good car recorded video. Uh, oh yeah, for, for a good reason, you know. That um, was yeah. Talk about talk about amazing amazing person. Talk, yeah. Uh, Hugh McGregor getting out here and stomping out all the hate from all the toxic Star Wars fans. I mean, as a diehard Star Wars fan to the core. I mean, I literally recently just bought a Kindle exclusively to read Star Wars books. Like, I had no intention of reading any other books except for Star Wars. I hate Star Wars fans. They're, like, some of the worst (laughs) fans. They really are. But they're also simultaneously some of the best fans in the world. Yeah. It's I personally think it's a a very small majority that's just very vocal. uh, That is, like, that very bad segment of it. Uh, Truth, truth. because like even just looking on rotten tomatoes right now like uh people are like watering uh, all the haters are essentially watering down the obi-wan kenobi show and bringing it down to like a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's like i haven't i haven't met a single person that hasn't liked the show i Uh, know right like it just seems to me like there's a lot of people like kind of what happened with movies back in the day where they would just kind of spam rotten tomatoes until like it would you know run down the score and it's stuff and it's i think it's personally stupid because it's like why would you rate a show that horribly too before it's even done airing <laughs> like, right there's three episodes left and it's got a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes and personally i love it i would give it like a 95 like it's really really oh, yeah. good like if you didn't like the first two episodes like i get it because maybe you don't like prologue, but you ultimately you need something to kind of set up the you, rest of it. You and can't like, just if you have all action, if you go into a show not expecting just a little bit of setup, then I I can't really help you with that. Like th- that happens in every yeah. show, especially the yeah, good ones, because like, they help set up everything that's about to happen. Yeah, it's called they character did. development. Yeah, that was really smart of them to release the first two episodes. I feel like that was a failing of the book of Boba Fett. I I enjoyed the first episodes of the book of bovet but i felt like if they had it felt like the first two episodes felt basically like a two-parter yeah. like that's yeah. what they should have done is they invoke because they recently on amazon amazon they have this show the boys i don't know if you guys have seen it i've heard of it but i haven't seen it they did a gene the first season they dropped they did the the regular streaming model of dropping all three at the same time not to derail us from our disney plus talk but just speaking briefly on that but then their season yeah. two they dropped the first three episodes and then dropped the rest week to week and then they did again with their season three premiere they dropped the first three episodes and then they're going to do the rest week to week <laughs> i think that's genius because then you get the, the an establishing of the story without having to rush it through Right. I think it's a really smart plan. Stranger Things, which releases seven and then two like a month later. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix is uh, Netflix is drowning. Yeah. And I think I think all of the world is kind of putting their foot on Netflix's face and pushing them more into the water <laughs> instead of offering them a helping hand right. in this. Uh, They're in this what trying started time. this all too. Like they are the streaming service. 
It's really interesting to see. It's really interesting to see a trendsetter become outdated. Yeah, because that's really what it has become in this fast-paced digital world of yeah, of the internet that we're seeing that these trendsetters are becoming outdated. Like, I I I was talking with a with somebody about this a few weeks ago, about I really feel like I'm part of that. Well, at least uh, maybe you guys feel this as well, but part of that Facebook generation where Facebook was it. Like Facebook mm-hmm. was so cool, yeah. and it's like yeah. everyone was on Facebook. Everyone was like, oh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. And I was like, I have to get on Facebook. I lied about my age to get on Facebook. <laughs> I, yeah, I Because they I wouldn't let too. you on unless you were, t- you were 13. And so I lied to get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so it was like Facebook was it. But now Facebook is old. Like you yeah, think right. Facebook and you think old people. You think Facebook's like the one parents. everyone makes fun of now. Like everybody yeah, just makes fun of Facebook. You think of our parents. You think of our grandparents getting Facebook. All of our Facebook. parents listening to this. You're old. <laughs> You're old. I'm sorry. Get out of the way. You're outdated. I'm sorry. It's a fact. But I love you, Mom and Dad. And then I love you also, Matt uh, Dawson's parents and Matthew's parents. You guys are great. Fantastic. Matthew, your dad is probably one of the funniest people I know. He'll be very happy to hear you say that. Yeah, there's a very good chance he listens to this. Yeah. Shout out to Patrick. Patrick, you are you are a, a, you're number one in my heart. You're you literally you you kill me every time. Every time I see you, something you post, you're funny. It's hilarious. But um, the one saving grace. But yeah, it's really interesting to see. Like even Twitter, Twitter is kind of still has their finger on the pulse a little bit. But I think people are starting to acknowledge yeah. how mm-hmm. much Twitter Twitter's sucks. Just and it's toxic. Like, yeah, and it's Twitter is kind of a nightmare. Like that. I use Twitter like, strictly Twitter for sports news, and that's it. Because yeah. if I delve into anything else, it'll just like flood my feed with crap I don't need. Yeah, right now, exactly. It's just and Instagram it's like... and TikTok leading the way. Mm-hmm. So. Man, even but Instagram, Facebook owns few... Instagram, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how, how they stay relevant. I was gonna say it's exactly yeah, what I was gonna say. They're they're buying more more lifelines, I guess. Oh yeah, but um. I don't know if we want to ring this back around to what we probably to should. Yeah, Dawson, go back to I your mean, point. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of still on topic because yeah. like Instagram, what like Star Wars addressed these issues, like I guess for the first time, like they're actually addressing it, um, which mm. a lot of people are like, well, how could you sit there and be quiet about like taking Finn off of the poster for the Force Awakens when you put it in China, <laughs> and then yeah. like. You know, like, how could you be quiet about that and now you're standing up for it? Well, I, I say kudos to them because they're finally standing up for it. I, I don't change. think this is necessarily Disney. I think this is more Lucasfilm. Uh, because yeah, Lucasfilm it's... is kind of more down to earth. Like, Disney is, you know, you know, up in the clouds doing their own thing. They're just trying to make a billion dollars with every project. But Lucasfilm yeah. is like, yeah, these are our people. And right now they're getting, like, racist comments thrown their way. And we need to back them up. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it steers some of these people away from the show or away from the fan base that's not the kind of people we want in our fan base anyway like ewan mcgregor said it himself he's like if you're one of those people you're not a star wars fan and in my book like that's truth yeah (laughs) yeah if you're saying stuff like that you're not a fan you're a hater there's no room there's no room for racists in this world anywhere like honestly if you're racist like Uh, what's wrong with you (laughs) if you're a racist Stop listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if we're gonna get that many people listening to this, but like, I hope with like the little number we have that there's not many or not any. <laughs> all really ten, pe- all more... ten people who are gonna listen to this. I hope none of them are racist. Yeah. I really hope. Yeah. I really hope any of our friends and family don't be like, "I was listening to your podcast, but I had to stop." I was like, "Why?" <laughs> because I'm a racist. Like, Gosh. Oof. Yeah, I, but, I hope um... that doesn't happen. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah. I think I think if we want to <laughs> center this topic a little bit more, but Disney Plus I feel like has a great model going on. They are announcing shows. I don't know if it's Disney Plus. It's more just Disney in general. They're announcing shows advan- so far in advance, but they're coming out pretty much back to back. Yeah. So it really doesn't give you a reason unless you're yeah. like, oh, I don't care about Marvel or I don't care about Star Wars. And those are the two things that are coming out right now. Yeah. So if like, if I don't, I don't care about either of those, so I'm going to cancel my subscription until a Marvel or Disney show comes back. But if you like Marvel and Star Wars, you're pretty much set for content for like the next like at least year and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel is a little bit sketchy because of the pandemic and everything kind of messed up their uh, their, their release schedule and everything that's going on with them. But Disney is pretty hard set with what they're going through and what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at um, in the fall, we're looking at, the Bad Batch and Tales of the Jedi coming out simultaneously. Those are gonna uh, be really if that, good. If that's what it look that's what it looks like right now is those shows are gonna be coming out simultaneously in the fall. And then you yeah. look at that and you have you have Kenobi has three more episodes left and not include including this week. So that's Sadly. gonna take us to the that's gonna take us to the end of June. And yeah. then we have about two months and then Andor premieres oh, have... at the end of August. And then, like, you got Marvel shows, like, wedged in between there, too, which is what's great about it. Because you've got, yeah. like, Ms. Marvel right after Kenobi. And then yeah. they have, like, the I Am Groot shorts coming out in the summer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, generally a lot of Star Wars and Marvel fans kind of cross over. So, like, if you're one of those people, like, you're getting a ton of content this year, which is great. I bet and, the script you know, for I Am Groot is going to be, be fascinating. Either. Sometimes you can just get on first base and be like, hey, that wasn't great, but it, it got me somewhere and I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Here's yeah, a really, sports it's... analogy for you, Matt. Yay. <laughs> we ran that touchdown and got the home run right after. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But um, but yeah, Disney Plus is really a powerhouse that's coming out swinging out of the gate, even yeah. price wise. I mean, I guarantee the price the price has jumped what a dollar since it came out. It yeah, jumped from six ninety nine to seven ninety nine. I think it. Yeah. I think there's, but they also have the platform of their their bundle that they're they're I advertising mean, all the time, and all I'm sick and tired of seeing it. Too. It's like, but yeah, they got the ESPN yeah. Plus Hulu Plus bundle with the Disney Plus, and that's like what fifteen bucks. Yeah, they don't have to. And that's spend what you're averaging with. That's what you're averaging with averaging with Netflix right now. Yeah, is you're they averaging to, about thirteen, fourteen bucks for Netflix. They don't have to spend a ton of money like trying to pull in like other networks like the CW or anything like that too. Mm-hmm. It's just all their own content yeah. that they're making I, and they're putting directly on it, and people are streaming. Like ultimately, if you've got like, you know, so many subscribers like monthly, you're getting as much revenue as as like a movie you know yeah it's like seven bucks a month times that by like a couple million like that's a lot of money 
it is amazing how much money these streaming companies are able to pull in when movies used to be thought of as like the way to bring in the big bucks and now all these other streaming companies are like well you can do it this way too and it still works like it's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's pretty it's pretty interesting but uh, i think what was i gonna say um yeah it's pretty interesting and I think what Disney has going for it that Netflix is kind of lost on is Disney has a niche that it's it's caring to. It's yep. caring to Disney content. Like if you want your Disney movies and your Disney shows, that's where it is. And they have the Marvel and Star Wars, so they have that stuff under their umbrella. But it's like they're you're not going to get anything else besides Disney content. And what Disney is doing with their own other own properties, like their recently acquired 20th Century Fox, they're shifting that stuff over to Hulu Plus. And so that's where their umbrella and everything else fall. I feel like Netflix is kind of drowning with like, oh, it's that streaming, uh, that streaming, uh, what do you call it, uh, fugue state you enter when you go to Netflix. You're like, what do I want to watch? And it's like there's you're overwhelmed by choice on Netflix. Right. Yeah. And then wow, Disney and even great. well Disney Plus, and even HBO to an extent. HBO's HBO Max, they have theirs they're still catering to their own niche. Like they have their HBO shows. And if you want, uh, HBO content, you go there and they also have some DC stuff that they're still working. They're working yeah. on out openly and you go for there for DC movies and DC, uh, shows. And so there's your niche. And so I feel like a lot of these other companies, like, do they have Star Trek? Much too? Uh, that's Paramount Plus now. Has Cause Star I was going to say, it would be Star hilarious Trek. if HBO max had Star Trek and DC and then Disney had, <laughs> like star wars and marvel that would be really really funny funny. (laughs) then it would become hbo max versus disney plus disney plus easy but yeah it's uh it's an interesting time for streaming services they Mm -hmm. really they've really come into their own in the past decade what's been your favorite like either mar i guess either marvel or star wars of all the disney plus shows that have been out which one's been y'all's favorite uh, I mean, you gotta go with the Mandalorian for Star Wars. I mean, yeah, the Mandalorian. If honestly, the Mandalorian is keeping is what put the pulse back into Star Wars. I'm As a diehard with... Star Wars fan, it was I have really my own amazing. opinions about the uh, about the sequels, but Mandalorian just like took the adrenaline syringe, shoved it into the heart of Star Wars, and just pushed that lever, <laughs> lever yeah. down and really kept it going. I'm gonna go. I mean, with it's, and it's a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate everything The Mandalorian did, um, and I love it. It's a great show. But, like, overall, if we're going, like, everything that's been put on Disney+, Plus, like, show-wise, mm-hmm. um, and if we're going, like, just specifically Star Wars, I would I would have to choose the last season of The Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Was that yeah. a... So, that was, was that a Disney that Plus a, release, was or was released. that a yeah. cable release that was then put on Disney+. Plus? It was a Disney Plus no, release because a... they like yeah, okay. brought it back just for that season. Like that was my, so that was my Star Wars. Like growing up, like mm-hmm. the first movie I saw in theaters for Star Wars was the Clone Wars movie in two thousand eight. Like, because uh, I was too young to see Revenge of the Sith, um, and you know, like it, the Clone Wars movie, it's okay. It's not super great, but like it led me to watch the show, which I watched weekly on Fridays. Like every every time there's a new episode i was you know sitting on the couch ready to watch it um i never recorded Mm -hmm. it i always just like watched it live um but yeah like 
that just that's what I grew up with, and then they canceled it because uh, Disney bought Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and then ultimately they brought it back, and I'm like, oh, my childhood is back, and I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how good this is gonna be, but it's probably gonna be great, and sure enough, it like surpassed my expectations. Like, I don't care for the middle three episode, middle four episodes of that season, but like, those might be the worst me the four episodes four of the episodes entire of show, which is yeah. a huge bummer because it's in the last season, which is yeah. otherwise amazing. But yeah, if I, if I were to put the last four episodes in like together and make them into like one movie, like that would be my third favorite Star Wars movie, easy. Mm-hmm. Like it would it would it would be right after uh, Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith for me. Like it's just it's right up there. And like there's, I just I love Star Wars. Like, and I love The Mandalorian. But like ultimately. The Clone Wars is what really made me fall in love with Star Wars. Yeah, Even I think I grew up with the originals. I like mean, my parents showed me all that stuff. It's just the new content at the time was the Clone Wars, and that's what I got to experience for the first time with everyone else. So yeah, I was late yeah. on the Clone Wars train, so I didn't. I actually didn't start watching it till after Disney Plus and the last season were all out. So I started Clone Wars. Gosh, I think it was like a year, like a year and a half ago. Now is when I started the Clone Wars. For the first time and so i don't so i'm not gonna count that for me since i didn't get to experience the last season as like a disney plus release like to me it was as if the entire clone wars released so a discount so like kind of excluding that as an option i think i'd probably have to go mandalorian as well as my favorite disney plus property kind of like kind of like for all the reasons andrew said it was like something we really needed after the sequels kind of fell flat and mm-hmm. i mean the mandalorian just as a character was amazing i loved pretty much everything they did with him and i thought it was just a really really well done series um so yeah. since we all went star wars for our favorite disney plus what, say, what's been your favorite marvel one for you if guys we're going marvel it's easy for me it's definitely moon knight like a thousand percent like like i thought loki was good i thought hawkeye was great but like ultimately like moon knight gave me all the storytelling elements that you know like i i didn't know i wanted (laughs) like uh like it gave very good character development like made you really fall in love with the characters and like care about what was going on and like it was one of those shows where like there was there wasn't a ton of action in some episodes but like those ended up being my favorite episodes because they did a lot with them yeah it gave uh the characters a lot to do and like to grow with um and I think when a show's able to lean on the the characters and not the action, then generally you're set up for a pretty successful run. So, yeah, overall, like, I think that one was easily my favorite. And it had some of the coolest action sequences, like, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. in the sixth episode, like, that is a very cool action sequence. And I think it's very different from a lot of Marvel. And overall, like, probably up there with like some of the the better movies like Endgame and and like Far From Home like it, it just it's action sequence really hit and resonated so mm-hmm. Andrew how about you yeah i'd have to say uh Falcon and Winter Soldier love me okay. some ooh hot uh, take uh, that's, that's some, an interesting love one love me some Anthony Anthony Mackie love me some Sebastian Stan i thought the show was great 
mm-hmm. love the way that they went through it. I love the way that they tackled some social issues in the show, the way they did through it. There was a bit heavy handedness towards the end, but overall, I love the show. I know it's gotten some hate. I know it's yeah. not everybody's yeah. favorite, but I, I loved it. Falcon's one of my, one of my, if not my favorite, uh, Marvel character in the entire MCU, and I loved him in the movies he was in, mm-hmm. and I loved the show. I thought it was great. I love Sebastian Stan. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think yeah. it's time for him to get more and more focus in the MCU and not just a side character. He's doing Make some, him Luke some Skywalker. fantastic. Yeah, the, win- the Winter Soldier has yeah. been one of my favorite characters since he was introduced in his yeah. movie with the, his name in the yeah. title. Yeah, I I absolutely love him. I'm glad they took said a that good step. It does get a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. They took a good step toward a comic accurate costume. In yeah, that show. yeah, they I did love the comic that costume. accurate Falcon uh, costume for uh, Captain America Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like that is a that's a comic accurate costume. You can't get any more comic accurate than that. I guarantee you, by the time Captain America Four rolls around, they'll change it a little yeah, bit probably. here and there. But honestly, I loved it. Thought it was a great show. Still my favorite. Yeah, I loved Loki. Yeah. I thought uh, I was kind of, I kind of if iffy on Wandavision. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's you know, it's what it is. Hawkeye, yeah. I think, would have to be my second favorite. I loved Hawkeye. I thought it was great. Yeah. For a character I really didn't care about so much in the MCU, I thought their show. I think, yeah. honestly, I thought Hawkeye was kind of really carried by Kate Bishop and then the uh, appearance of Florence Pugh's uh, yeah. character at yeah. the end there. Like, she really, she's fantastic. I love she Florence is. Pugh. Everything she does is amazing. And her performance, and her performance in, uh, Black Widow is amazing as well, and mm-hmm. really carried that movie for me as well. So that movie became one of my favorites when it came out. That was an outstanding one. I love. So I love that movie. I I guess I didn't hear you say it, so I figured I'd throw it in there. But I think Wyatt Russell was fantastic in. Oh yeah. Uh, in Captain so America good. and the Winter Soldier, or so I'm really bad with actors' names. Who's that? Uh, he was the guy he, who played the other Captain America. Oh, I yeah. liked him. I like. I thought his character yeah. was really, really was well great. done. Yeah, like, it's been a little bit since I watched the shows. So I kind of forgot he was in it a little bit. But yeah. yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a great character. Definitely great acting in the show. That shot. And I recently in... just read something about him wanting to come back and, yeah, and to do, to do more into work. And I'd love to have him back. I think he'd be great. That shot where he beat that dude up with the shield oh, and he's just standing there with show. the blood all over the shield and stuff. That's like one of the greatest oh. scenes I've I've seen in I any show. I couldn't believe that it was it so well. It was so beautifully executed. So good. Yeah, so I think good. um, I think my favorite is probably Hawkeye. Moon Knight was close. It had me a lot in, through the first half of it, and then I don't know if it's just kind of my taste in shows or whatever, but it started to lose me as it carried on. Those first few episodes when you're not really sure what's happening to him, when he keeps blacking out, and then, like, when he comes back, all the people around him are dead and stuff like that. Like, all that was, mm-hmm. like, fascinating to me. And then when it kind of got to some of the, I guess some of the more really out there concepts, like the whole the whole bit with, like, the hippo goddess and whatever. Like, it's not like it was bad or anything, but it just wasn't as much of my cup of tea. Um, but Hawkeye oh, would probably so be my favorite. Way. I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through. Um, in terms of the other ones, I'm not really, I think WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier are probably my bottom two. And it's not even necessarily because I think they're bad. It's just because I liked all the other ones so much better. Um, 
but yeah, I think Hawkeye would probably be top dog for me. I it, I really really enjoyed it, and like like you alluded to, Andrew, seeing um, uh, oh my god, that that sister show up in that in that yeah, uh, one Pugh. scene was like yeah, Florence Pugh's character was like I can't Ooh. remember her actual name. It's like yeah. uh, it begins with a Y. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother me. Yeah, I I, I was gonna ask. Uh, about like because uh, you were mentioning like the later episodes of, of moon knight mm-hmm. uh i found the hippo goddess reveal uh yelena i can Prams never yelena. pronounce her name so i found yelena that to be yep that's yeah one. i found that to be absolutely hilarious yeah it was very um uh... <laughs> i was just like oh i wasn't expecting that reveal but like if they had more reveals like that in marvel where it's just like so randomly comic booky and like odd looking Mm-hmm. I would, I'd enjoy it. It was a very striking uh, transition, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, this this is here now. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of transitions, wow, you're killing this. You're doing that. a great job. <laughs> you're nailing yeah. these segues. Well, I will say, I was also gonna go with the fact that, like, you know, we were talking about our favorite shows. So, what goes with the great show normally is a great theme song mm-hmm. and somebody called dean Kamen because this dude is inventing segues like nobody's business <laughs> did you just google That's... who invented just the segway the who invented segways? <laughs> i will neither confirm nor deny my, my use i was gonna say if there's the there's no way google, there's no way you do that off the top of your head <laughs> I, I will neither confirm nor deny. I plead the fifth. I will talk to my legal team. And, uh, There's going to be like one forward. person out there eventually that hears this podcast and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, he knows who invented the Segway. I'm not the only one who knows this. You're like, yes, uh, I'm not. I, I haven't wasted my life learning all this useless trivia about the Segway. Oh, and then, it's, then the two seconds is going to pass and then their dreams are going to shatter and then their life's going to be over. They're going to realize. So, sorry it. to, sorry, you, sorry to you potential listener about the, uh, segue comment, but yeah. <laughs> not to derail uh, us any more than I already have. Dawson, you were, yeah. you were acting as Dean Kamen, inventor of the segue. Uh, and, uh, yes. <laughs> I, so for this segment, I actually, I wanted to get, like kind of a rundown of your guys's like top theme songs so i figured uh i'd kind of kick us off to give you guys a little room to breathe and stuff <laughs> um and i figured we'd go with like top 10 um and then like i don't know if you guys want to do it this way where like uh we go through like the bottom seven first and then we save our top three reveals like for like after we all go through like the bottom seven or yeah whatever, sure so like you do your do so all. like you do your bottom seven then i do mine andrew does his and then we yeah. circle back around and each do our top threes yeah i think it adds a little bit more suspense yeah uh, that makes sense <laughs> i guess um i guess i'll start off with my honorable mentions because i did have like a lot of theme songs like that i really found myself enjoying mm-hmm. uh like, I didn't realize I liked so many theme songs until, like, I started really looking into this. I was kind of the opposite. I kind of had a hard time coming up with enough. I had to, <laughs> I started asking my family, like, sh- about shows that I had forgotten about. And there were a couple, so I was able to round it out and feel good about it. But yeah, I had the it was a little bit of a struggle. 
I had the problem of when I went to go write these down, I forgot every show I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> so I just kept thinking of more and more, but I watch a lot of like TV. Like I yeah. would consider myself more of a binge watcher than like a video gamer. So yeah, you definitely yeah. watch a lot more TV than I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like honorable mentions, Stranger Things, love their theme song. I've had it as a ringtone before but it just didn't quite make the cut. It could have been in the number 10 spot, like, uh, but it just, it, I'd give it like a 10 and a, I'd make it 10 and a half. Like it, it's, it's right up there, but, mm-hmm. um, full house. That's one that always gets stuck in my head. Um, and also just a classic, uh, the office. Sorry. People oh, that didn't make your top 10. No. Oh man. Like, I think the office theme song is good. It's just, Every time I was watching the show, I did ultimately skip it. Oh, um, like, brutal. I enjoy it, but, like, not enough that, like, I even remembered, like, how it went when I was going back through these. I had to, like, <laughs> look it up and listen to it again. Yeah. Um, like, I when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. But that's ultimately why it is in the honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last honorable mention I have is the show Chuck. Um I don't know that one. Overall, it's got a very groovy theme song, but like I do uh, know that one vaguely. I've seen the yeah. few episodes. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, again, just didn't make the cut. Well, drum roll, please. Number ten. Yeah, that was a riveting drum roll for me too. Um, <laughs> uh, number ten, I've got the X Files. Uh, That's a good one. It's Ooh. one of those songs that like Spooky. I get stuck in my head. Yeah, it is spooky. It kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies every time you listen to it. But, like, I don't know. It gets stuck in my head a lot, and I always try and whistle it, and I always screw it up because <laughs> it's just kind of very, like, off-kiltered. Like, it's it doesn't really go the way you expect it to go, but it works in a way that, like, really causes you to remember it. So I think it just does a good job. Um, number nine, this will probably surprise a handful of people, is Daredevil. Uh, oh, it's one of the ones without lyrics, again, but uh, <laughs> overall, like, every time I watch a Daredevil episode, I have to watch that full sequence. I It's the pairing of, like, the, like, the digital art that they have for that sequence, like, with all, like, the dripping red, and, uh, like, I just love the piano, and, like, I mean, I played piano, so, like, I really have an appreciation for... Anytime, like, a song has, like, a good piano riff and Daredevil does a fantastic job at, like, conveying, like, the theme and, uh, like, the tone of the show uh, and overall, like, just really, it really makes me, like, actually excited to listen to the theme song. Um, and then number eight. People are probably going to be surprised that I have this one this low, but again, I didn't have the office on here, so you never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Uh, number eight, I have the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ah, um, yes. The reason I have it so low is because it's so long. It's like, quite long, yeah. It's <laughs> great, but it takes up two minutes of airtime every episode. Yeah. And like, yeah, Will Smith, you know, he he's great. All slaps aside, but um, <laughs> like, like overall, like it's just it's a very long theme song, and ultimately I do skip it a handful of times. But I will watch it if I just need a refresher and want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and number 
six. Wait, no, seven. I don't know how to count backwards. Number seven, we have The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yes. Ooh. A classic from my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, actually, Last you'll from find, the past. <laughs> you'll find that a lot of the ones in the top like five are classics from my childhood. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like it's, my it's just entire nostalgia. list. Mm -hmm. That's like uh, my but... entire list is nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, the Sweet Life. They just they have a good sequence of like, you know, like clips from the show. Yep. Along mm -hmm. with like a very just catchy tune, and overall you could never skip it because it was on Disney Channel. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I've heard it, you know, so many times, and it I can still pretty much remember the full thing, which is a good sign of a good theme song. Especially if you don't hate it after still knowing it. Um, yep. So, <laughs> that leads me to actual number six. Yes. And that would be Duck Dynasty. Oh, I forgot Ooh. about that one. That's a I great one. I forgot about it until I was I looking thought about through that show some theme years. songs. That yeah, show was, I haven't that show watched was the so show good in forever. For a while. But man, that was a killer theme song mm -hmm. that perfectly matched the tone of the show. That show lost uh, me when like, it stopped yeah. being about the guys in the warehouse, which was the best part oh, of yeah. the show. And it just started being yeah. about the family and it became like any other reality show. Like when it was just following like those dudes in the warehouse doing whatever the crap they did every day. Those are the best episodes. Yeah. Duck Dynasty is one of the few theme songs that has actually gotten me to like look up the song that they use and like actually you know like it for like the song itself um yeah so overall like it's kind of like a unique spot on the list and that's kind of why i enjoy it so much and it's like super short and simple which i think some theme songs need that um yep. looking at you fresh prince it'd be a little <laughs> shorter to come full circle um, <laughs> and number five We've got Jimmy Neutron. Okay, yeah. So great, Jimmy Neutron. Great theme. It, the only reason it's down at five is because it actually says in the theme song, this is the theme song. Um, <laughs> the solid. Yeah. It, solid admitting, writing right breaking there. the fourth wall is, is always a helpful part of the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it's good. Uh, and I, I like it a lot. It's just... In terms of breaking the fourth wall, number four on the list absolutely does it better, and that's Phineas and Ferb. I need I need to interrupt mm -hmm. you for one second here. Speaking of sh of theme songs that break the fourth wall, I remember there was um. Do you guys remember those Richard Scary books? No. Okay, no. it was a huge part of my childhood. I don't know why we had a bunch of them. People out here who know what I'm talking about. Um, it followed a <laughs> bunch of animals. It was just like an animal world, basically. So the main characters were yeah. two cats, I believe, but they had a show. And um, the theme song for the show ended with the line, it's time to watch the show. And then they all threw their hats in the air. <laughs> and like, I, I was like, that's even as like a child, I'm like, eh, that's kind of that's kind of dumb. Oh, man. I, I just remembered a theme song that I totally forgot about, but it's great. I can't put it in my list anymore, though, because I've already made it. It's an additional. But yeah, anyways, mention. number four was Phineas and Ferb. Great one. But the one I was just reminded of is veggie tales oh dude why didn't i think of that yeah great theme song. that was my childhood solid yeah kind of breaks the fourth wall you know half an hour cauliflower like it's great it's a great yeah. theme song see the more you the more you go down the theme song trail the more you just think about and like mm -hmm. the, the more they pile on exactly um yeah 
but yeah, I will hand it off to you, Andrew. Uh, go through your bottom seven, and then we'll save the top three uh, once we wrap back around. All right, time for my list of my list of nostalgia. Awesome. I can't speak. Speaking's can't speak. hard. Okay, number t- coming in at number ten, number one zero, number DAs for our Spanish listeners out there. Uh, fairly Odd Parents. Oh classic yeah. Classic Nickelodeon oh, yeah. show. Good classic one. catchy theme. A impossible to say tongue twister there in the middle of it. <laughs> Couldn't even try if I if I wanted to right now. Do it right but, now. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> solid show. Solid. Uh, solid theme song. Great theme song. Number nine is what's new Scooby Doo. Ah. Fantastic theme. Just very catchy. Performed by an actual band who still performs it at their concerts to this day because it's very good, and I think that's what most people know the band from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, number eight is, alluding to one of our future segments, is the Pokemon theme song. Ah. Didn't watch much of Pokemon growing up, but you got to admit, you got to know when a good theme song is good, and that theme yeah. song is good. If anyone, if you can go to a convention and start singing that in the middle of the hall, and then everyone can start singing along with you, that's a good theme song. You awesome. know that that theme song has stood the test of time, and everyone will know. Coming oh, in yeah. at number seven will be Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Going back to what we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. that theme is classic Star Wars, classic John Williams fanfare, perfect. For the show, perfect to be ingrained in my mind. If I hear one second of that theme, I know exactly what it is. Perfect. Coming in at... was this? Number six? Wait, hold on. I was about to say, it's always right around I here believe it's it number six, It's really yeah. hard to figure out where you number are on the six. list. Okay. <laughs> I think you just did seven. Okay. Okay. Number... Number six is Ben 10. Mm. Ben 10, the original theme song for that is just perfect. Great show. Great. Just everything about it is just fantastic. Okay. Now this would be number five. Five. Okay. Doctor Who, the fanfare intro of Doctor Mm -hmm. Who. Perfect. Great. Love it. Fantastic. And, uh,. It's timeless. I've literally got a, a TARDIS mini figure next to me right now. Like I, I love that show and that theme song is is truly incredible, but I don't know. Like I just didn't yeah. think to put it in my top ten if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Oh, okay, and then final of the bottom seven is at number four is pair of kings the theme song the pair oh, of kings. i forgot about that show that's an old it's beat. a that show is still hilarious to this day classic show loved it so much watched it on the show. old d plus good show great show great theme song performed by its stars performed by both stars of the show doc shaw and mitchell musso both performed that song doc shaw doing the rapping bit mitchell musso, mitchell musso doing the chorus that's fun. And just lovely vocals blended together into a fantastic theme song. Mm-hmm. So that's my bottom seven. All right, cool. Matt, you guys came up with a lot of good ones that I didn't even like think about. And now I'm like rethinking my entire top <laughs> ten. 
But so mine is, I mean, we've all we've all kind of got the same idea. But obviously, most almost all of mine are shows that I personally watched a lot. So that's where I got most of them from. So if there's one that's not on here, there's a chance I just haven't seen the show. <laughs> so I did have two honorable mentions I wanted to bring up. One of them is the NFL draft theme song. <laughs> and I did not Gosh. include it in my top 10 because it's only played three days out of the year, sometimes for the week leading up to it. So I didn't really know how much that qualified since that's hardly a season it's not even like seasonal at that point. It's literally just a week, but that song gets me going. NFL drafts one of my favorite things that happens every year, so I couldn't go this segment without at least bringing it up as an honorable mention. Yeah. Um. Another. My other honorable mention that I wanted to bring up is a show called Swamp People. Do you guys ever watch that one? It's on History Channel. I have heard of it. I have not watched it. Okay. It's just a bunch of. It's just follows a group of people. A bunch. A bunch of groups of people, I should say. Uh, they're normally in pairs. So, but they go gator hunting down in the swamps of Louisiana. And it's, uh, it's Dawson kind of alluded to it with Duck Dynasty's theme song, like perfectly encapsulating the show. That Swamp People one does the exact same thing. It's heavy on the banjo, and the like cinematography of the intro is extremely well done for capturing kind of like the nature of the show. What's that? A lot of grassroots. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, that I had to I had to bring that one up as well, even though it didn't quite crack my top ten. And I'm I feel like I'm already gonna get some. Uh, <laughs> there's gonna be some controversy over the one I put at number ten because I put Friends at ten. Friends. And I, I, I didn't like that show. I don't watch it. I don't enjoy it. I only like one and a half characters on it, so it's not my cup of tea. I'm not into it, but I couldn't go without at least putting it in the top 10. Cause it is legendary. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows the clap, you know? Yeah. You got all... a good theme song is good. Yeah. I have to, I had to put it there because if I did, if I left it out of my top 10, even I would have been mad at myself for it. Uh, coming in at number nine, I have law and order and I don't watch law and order either, but it is always on at my house. <laughs> so I hear it a lot. Solid theme song. Yeah, it's a great one. It It's another one that just fits the show. It's great. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Number eight, I also have Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I know Dawson had that in his as well, so I won't say too much about it. But What did I have it at? I'm curious. Did I have it I think eight? you had it maybe. No, I had it at seven. I was going to say, I thought you were a slot or two higher than I had it. But um, yeah, show I watched a lot as a kid, and it's just great. It's catchy. It's always stuck in my head. Um, it's a great one. Coming in at number on deck mm-hmm. wasn't bad either. Too. That wasn't that a bad one either. Um, just not as good. Right. I had to give the nod to the original for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, we're going way back to the Andy Griffith show. Wow, which is the classic the literal past. Yeah, the classic whistle. Everyone knows it. It's referenced in Ant Man. I I loved that reference so much when I watched that movie. Um, it, I, that is a huge chunk of my childhood. It's one of those shows that my, I believe it was my dad watched it a lot. And so it's on like, you know, those old tiny networks. There's a couple networks that broadcast like yeah. old shows and stuff. It's always on those and it's great. Barney Fife's one of the best characters ever written in any TV show. Um, fun fact, Ron Howard is in that too. Ron Howard. Oh yeah. He's Opie, right? Mm-hmm. yeah in the intro he's referred to as ronnie howard which is kind of funny yeah yeah because he was a kid yeah so coming in at number i'm losing count of course it's at six that i lose count um coming in at number six 
I've got Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh um, yeah, another good one. I a show about that. A show that I'm shocked you forgot about that because you watch it more than I do. I only got into like season three, but I watched it a lot my junior year of college as background for when I was doing homework and stuff. And it's great. It's one. It just gets you excited for what's about to come because you know it's going to be great. Um, yeah. It used to be and massive. Some of the best cold opens too. Absolutely. Yes. That cold the li- the lineup scene's the fantastic. best one. The lineup scene with the. I also love. I want the it one that way. The pigeon. They're trying to get it out of the office. That's oh the yeah, movie. that's a that is a good one. Yeah, that that's a show that I I used to think was criminally underrated, but I think most people are kind of on to it now, so it's not anymore. But thanks it, to Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's a it's a great show. Um, coming in at number oh jeez five five yes thank you coming in at number five we've got Sports Center. Da na <laughs> love it. It's another one of those yeah. things. I watched, I used to watch Sports Center a ton. Not so much anymore because I'm typically watching the actual sports. But Sports Center was always on my TV on Saturday, not Saturday mornings in particular. So it's just grew up with it. Love it. Every time I hear it, it's just flashbacks to my childhood. And then number four, ran, rounding out my bottom seven, we've got The Office. I love The Office. It's a great show. That That theme song sticks in my head like very few others do. And it, I just love it. So that one had to be high on my list. And I've got it slotted at number four. Nice. All right. I guess that means we're going to be in the top three now. Yes, we are. So, Andrew, you managed to mention two of my top three uh, in your list already. (laughs) So uh, at number three, I've got Ben 10. I figured that one would be Uh... on your list somewhere. Yeah, that solid, it's just solid, classic. Solid. Yeah, like it's just so simple in like lyrics, but it's like they they do a great job musically and like overall it, it explains the whole concept of the show in the beginning and like exactly. that's kind of what you want in a theme song. Um, it does a fantastic job. Very nostalgic for me because it's like one of my childhood shows, I guess. Um and speaking of childhood shows, another one you actually mentioned ranks number two for me, Andrew. Uh, what's new Scooby-Doo? Ah, uh, yes. Um, Very great theme song. Like, I cannot find anything wrong with it. It's just constantly great throughout the whole theme song. Like, even though it's a little bit longer than most theme songs, like, it just gets you grooving the whole time. And, yep. like, everything rhymes so well. <laughs> like, oh, and yeah. everything just flows so well together. And, like, musically it's great um perfect but coming in at number one numero uno and as soon as i say it matt's gonna be like oh yeah i knew that one was coming uh but it's psych oh my god how did i not think of that one <laughs> outstanding yeah, that's a great psych one has the greatest theme song of all time in my I'm... opinion like not only do they have like a great theme song written by an actual band um but they also change up like the theme song for like the the special episodes like the holiday episodes they'll have like christmas bells uh like they have like one that's sung in spanish um <laughs> like they they just do all sorts of fun stuff with it and like every time like i i just watched through it with my fiance aka matt's sister yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm still I just not used to that. All of it with, with her, and yeah, the one thing like 
every episode like we we told ourselves we cannot skip this theme song like even if it gets it gives us the option like uh and she's one to want to skip theme songs and stuff uh because yes. it's like just get me into the mix of it but like that was one that really grabbed her attention even and like they just do they do a fantastic job just like hooking you right at the beginning and you know what like the theme song just i have no complaints with psych and i don't think i ever will like it's probably my favorite show and it's got to be my favorite theme song so i have only seen like five <laughs> episodes of that show mostly just when you're over watching it and i'm so disappointed that i didn't even think to put that on my list because that is an outstanding theme song it's so yeah. good it also like like essentially tells you what the show's about too like mm -hmm. subtly because there's a line that's i know you know that i'm not telling the truth yep yeah i'm like that's the whole concept of the show yeah but yeah i've it's, seen it's two fantastic. episodes of that show Maybe I highly recommend. Dude, those two, the two main characters, just their interactions with each other are some of the best you'll see in any TV show. They're just so natural on screen together. Yeah, James Rode is incredible. And mm -hmm. like, he, he plays Sean. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I knew the other one was Gus, but yeah, Sean and Gus, they're great. <laughs> Sean and Gus, the most dynamic duo next to <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy. They're great. Mm -hmm. uh, All right, Andrew. Unless Dawson, yeah, you're not Andrew, done. Andrew, take it away. Okay, I'm going to throw in an honorable mention real quick that would have reached my top three but did not make the list at all, but is on it. Is yep. Avatar The Last Airbender? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's not so, I didn't include it because it wasn't so much a theme song as it was just an yeah. intro to the show, but the music that they used for the ending, was, ending of the theme uh, was perfect, and everything in that show is perfect, so that's it. But um, for my top three, your slanderous abysmal takes on this theme song number three is sweet life on deck one of the best disney oh. channel themes <laughs> out there a perfect show and dare i say a perfect theme song that evolution that evolves and and builds upon the original theme song in a fantastic and new and brilliant way so i'm gonna move on before i get any more upset by, by your terrible takes on an amazing theme song so fair had to, uh, had to bite my tongue there for a second back there when you guys were slandering this amazing theme. i can't i can't sit here and lie that i didn't enjoy that show i just chose to give the nod oh, to the original one because i watched it more yeah no i think it's got a great theme song i just I think the original one is is better. Like, and same with the show in general. Like, I Slander. I love the Sweet Life better than I like the Sweet Life on Deck. But Heresy. like, when I think of Dylan and Cole Sprouse, I think of the Sweet Life on Deck, though. If I'm honest, so oh. right, yeah. I because uh, I I actually looked it. up the I looked up the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody theme song when I was putting this list together, and I was surprised how young they looked in the show. And I'm like, oh wow, oh, they're so young. because yeah, my mental image is when they're older and in on the boat basically <laughs> yeah all right for my number three dawson mentioned this earlier but Phineas and ferb your number two or number two Phineas <laughs> and ferb is ah. from my number two mm -hmm. uh perfect show perfect theme song bowling for soup great band love that <laughs> love love their music what a great and name their inclusion inclusion in the show is just great and they do a perfect theme song coming in at number one numero uno the big cheese is Danny Phantom. Danny yeah. Phantom is... Oh, that's a good one. It's a great show. A show that I honestly did not watch much of as a kid. I watched enough, but did not watch a ton of... But the theme song is just 
it's just amazing. It's just perfect. Was it one of those things that like came on after you were watching something else and you're like, I'll stay around for the theme song? Kind of. <laughs> it wasn't so much because we didn't watch a lot of Nick growing up. We were mostly just Disney and Cartoon Network kids. Yeah, same. Then Nick was like, "Ew, there's Nick, and we'll watch some of it sometimes." But, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of that. It falls into that uh, category of TV shows that do that basically do the pilot instead of, as the theme song instead of the uh, instead of the actual show. Like the show starts off and Danny is already a phantom, mm-hmm. but you come to realize how he became the phantom in the te- in the theme song so they don't have yeah. to do any of that and they remind you every time of what he became how he became a ghost and it's a perfect theme song and perfectly uh, explains the show so mm-hmm. that is my number one choice nice Matt's on about to, to say all three top ones are gonna be like sports themes like fox how dare you um i will have you know that is a great one though i loved that period of time when all of the football like theme songs were like memes for some reason. Yeah, like oh, yeah. that was like one of my favorite periods of time to be on the internet because I was just dying of laughter constantly. Just horribly bass boosted. Yeah, just it's so good. Funny. Those things got me every time. Just I saw hilarious. one where they did that. The one Dawson was just humming that da 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 da. But in, on all of those like hits of the beat or whatever, they would just throw in a random sound effect. It was yeah. just so funny. Um, so number three. We've got, and you could debate how much of a theme song it really is, but I put the Mandalorian. That oh, yeah, that woodwind instrument they've got, or whatever it is, going amazing. in the background. Oh, dude. Perfect. It sets the environment for that show up so well. Every time I hear it, I get chills, because I think of that opening scene when he makes his entrance, and he gives the whole, I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Oh, bit. yeah. Just oh, dude, I that one, that's... I could not go. I could not leave that one outside of my top three just because of how much I love Inject it. Inject that straight into his veins. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Liqu- uh, buy whatever that is in liquid form and just get me high on that. Because that's all I need. Inject that into me, please. Coming in at number two, I mirrored Andrew and went with Phineas and Ferb. I love <laughs> that show. The theme song is amazing. I would. I again, Dawson mentioned how um, my sister enjoys skipping theme songs, so she would often skip that one when we would watch Phineas and Ferb on demand or whatever Throw back before streaming services were a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I hated it because I love the theme song. It's great, Dawson. Um, you gotta call it off. It's it's not gonna work out. I can already tell. <laughs> Never mind that the ring's yeah, already on her finger. It's just a matter of yeah. the wedding now. <laughs> Get it back. Yeah. Get return that. It's not worth it. She <laughs> hey. skipped Phineas and Ferb. She stuck around for Psych, though. That's that's what matters in my book. Yeah. Dude, I'm still so bummed I left that off my top ten. I just probably didn't think of it because I don't really watch it, but I would love to because I've enjoyed every second of that show that I've watched. And then coming in at number one, Dawson kind of alluded to it, but I went with ESPN College Game Day <laughs> because every Saturday I wake up, it's college football season, and you just hear that legendary song come on. Dun, 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 and I'm just immediately like paying immediate attention to whatever's on screen. It almost sounded like the Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a great one. I love that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is that's my top dog. I had to go with it. It qualified as a TV show more than the NFL draft because college football happens throughout the entire fall and into the winter. 
So yeah. it's like a season. So I that had to be my top. It's I absolutely love it. I know there's probably only like two people that are gonna listen to this that will agree that it's a TV show theme song, but whatever. That's my top one, and I love it, and I have no regrets about saying so. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of regrets, I'm gonna make you guys regret getting all these answers wrong that I am going to <laughs> I'm going to ask you a bunch of trivia and you're gonna regret me ever oh, asking shoot. you these questions oh here we go probably gonna get oh matt's probably gonna get a ton wrong um ouch because they're more comic book themed so andrews this is more andrews forte yeah um, earlier we trivia. earlier i forgot who it was but someone brought up oh andrew was bringing up how falcon was a comic accurate costume and falcon winter soldier and i was like mm-hmm, yeah and i'm like i have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> so the way we're gonna do this is I'm going to ask each of you 10 questions. It's just going to be every other question. Um, I have like just a, a website pulled up with, with questions that I've kind of scoped out, but I've given to you guys in no particular order. I'm just going every other one for you guys. So like you're going to so give one to one of us so and then Andrew the next to someone else. ends up with a super easy one, I'm sorry, Matt, but it wasn't intentional. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, don't, I don't expect to win. Don't mind me no. quietly Googling this website. <laughs> so the way we are going to do this is I'm going to ask Matt a question first. Mm-hmm. And if Matt, you get the quest, if you get the question wrong, Andrew gets a shot at it. And okay. You get, we'll just tally up the points. Like family. Feud. Um, and then like vice versa for when I'm asking Andrew a question. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Ready or not. Matt, I'm not. <laughs> what superhero was born with the curse of Cordax? A, Captain Marvel, B, Hawkman, C, Ghost Rider, or D, Aquaman? I'm going to go C, Ghost Rider. You are wrong. Yes. Andrew, what's your guess? I'm going to go with A, Captain Marvel. You're also wrong. Ooh, Matt, okay. I'm going to give you another shot. We're going to do it this way. Like, if <laughs> he gets it wrong, you'll get a you'll get a second shot. Um, oh. And then if you don't get it right... <clears throat> then ultimately like we will just default the point to no one um <laughs> well i mean there's so, only two options left so either oh wait so i just get one more shot at it yes you oh, get okay one gotcha gotcha it. i was gonna say andrew's gonna only, gonna only have one chance left if i get it wrong. yeah yeah so um, if, if you don't get this no one gets points all right uh, i'm gonna go 50, hawkman 50 shot here be hawkman it's aquaman <laughs> gosh dang it i like that movie too <laughs> well uh this is more with the comics it's because uh <laughs> Aquaman was abandoned for having blonde hair, which, according to the Atlantean myth, signifies the curse of Kordax. Uh, he was left for dead, but was rescued by a lighthouse keeper, and eventually he discovered his royal heritage. Weird fish people. Yeah. <laughs> so, off to a great start. Zero points. Fantastic. Um, Andrew, what supervillain yeah. was created by Emil Blonsky accidentally uh, was re- I will reword this because I screwed up some of the wording. What <laughs> supervillain was created when Emil Blonsky accidentally exposed himself to a concentrated burst of gamma rays? You got A, Doc Samson, B, Abomination, C, The Leader, or D, B, Beast. I'm going to go with C, The Leader. You are wrong. Matt, be you a, need me to be abomination. Them, right? Abomination. Yes, that's correct. Yes, 
Yeah, I remember, for some reason, I remembered his character's name from the Incredible Hulk movie. I don't know why. I but Blonsky, yeah. and I'm like, ah, the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, unlike the Hulk, he retained his intelligence and personality, but he couldn't revert back into human form after his accident. So, Matt, you've got one point. Andrew, still at zero. <laughs> this one's a cool one. Uh, so, question number three. What Chester Gold character made his first appearance in the Detroit Free Press on October 4th, 1931? A. A. Buck Rogers. B. Superman. C. Flash Gordon. Or D. Dick Tracy? Mm. Uh, I'll go D. Dick Tracy. That's correct. Hey. Yeah. Uh, he was modeled after Sherlock Holmes, actually. Uh, he introduced the world to new crime-fighting technologies such as the two-way wrist TV and engineless car. Engineless he... car. <laughs> yeah. So inventions that now both exist. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's kind of cool because it came from Detroit. So. Yeah. We're from Michigan. I don't know if we mentioned that at the beginning, but all three of us are from yeah. Michigan. <laughs> and I assume you know Dick Tracy is uh, Robin, right? That's Dick Grayson. Yeah, that's. I was trying to throw him off. (laughs) I was gonna say I don't think I do that. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, Andrew! You with your shenanigans. Um, My nerd powers are too strong. (laughs) Okay, so what superhero grew up on the planet Tamaran? Andrew. A. Starfire. B. The Silver Surfer. C. Hawk Girl. Or B. or, Or D. Ultra Boy. Um, I'm gonna go with A, Starfire. Yep. There's your Teen Titans reference. Perfect. <laughs> so... We stay winning out here, even though this is our first point. <laughs> I was about to say, you guys will have to keep track of your own points, because there's no way I'm going to be able to keep track, but... Alright. Uh, so, Edwin Jarvis serves as a butler to which super team, Matt? A, the Avengers, B, Teen Titans, C, Fantastic Four, or D, Justice League? A the Avengers? Wrong. Just kidding. You're right. I was gonna say that seemed that seemed like a layup, but I was like, maybe this is a maybe this is like a maybe it was like an obscure reference to the Avengers. That it was actually DC or something. Yeah. I was gonna say honestly, uh, Matthew, if you had gotten that wrong, I would have lost a little bit of respect for you. <laughs> so a lot on the line here. Absolutely. So Andrew, this one's for you. Which of these right. superheroines? Superheroines. What? Heroines. Yeah, I I don't like. Superheroines. Super super heroines. And it it just sounds like heroin. I'm sorry. Pretty much. I think uh, it's even spelt the same. Yeah. So which of these superheroines was inhabited by the soul of an ancient Egyptian princess after attempting suicide? A. The Huntress. B. Black Canary. C. Wonder Woman. Or D. Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl. That's correct. Boom. He, He knew that one. I did know that one. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like she inhabited uh, she was inhabited by the soul of an ancient Egyptian princess, uh, which is kind of like Moon Knight. That's what I was thinking. Interesting. Um, So, Matt, who was the first costumed superhero? A, the Crimson Avenger. B, Superman. C, the Phantom or D, Arrow see the phantom that's correct i feel like we've talked about that before like just in normal life for some reason that sounded familiar 
He was the first uh, superhero to wear skin tight uh, skin tight costume, which has now become kind of just like the the trope. I was say it's kind um, of the standard. And that now. was that was back in February of 1936. Oh wow! Started out as a comic as, as a uh, comic panel villain on the back of the newspaper. Hmm. Went on to become a cartoon with the here the Defenders of the Earth, and then a very bad movie with Billy yeah. Zane. <laughs> Andrew, this is kind of in line with a movie coming out. Um, who Ooh. is Elvis Presley's favorite superhero? Oh, hey. Elvis Presley's favorite superhero. I think I know this. A, Batman. B, Silver Surfer. C, The Green Hornet. Or D, Captain Marvel Jr. I'm going to go with The Silver Surfer. You are incorrect. Crap. Dude, yeah. I want I want it to be the Green Hornet so bad that I'm just gonna say C. You're incorrect. Dang it! <laughs> All right, you get another shot. We go back to Bat with a classic Batman. You're incorrect again. It's actually Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel really? Junior? Yeah. Wow. Elvis. So he grew you... up with the comics as a boy, and uh, <laughs> according to legend, it was the character that inspired his jet black hair with the curl hanging down in the middle of his forehead. You suck, Elvis. That's a lame character. Nobody even knows who Captain Marvel Jr. is. I'm looking. Because... This, I'm actually looking it up because I'm curious. I was gonna say Matt was when he heard Captain Marvel, he was probably thinking like the Brie Larson version. No, I heard the Junior, oh. and I'm like, I am. I have absolutely no idea who that. Is. Oh wow, he actually. That's... Okay, yeah, his character design looks a lot like what Elvis looks like. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny actually. That's pretty spot on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Elvis is just he. He became captain marvel jr i guess um <laughs> matt what yep. year was the first modern comic book printed oh boy <laughs> is there no multiple choice i just have to guess <laughs> i just wanted to see if you'd guess um, <laughs> a 1917 b 1938 c 1933 d 1925. Wrong. Dang. Andrew? You read off what the other answers were? 1917, 1938, and 1933. I'm going to go with 1917. Also wrong. Matt? 1938 or 1933? 33. That's correct. Yes. Fiddlesticks. I think I'm up to five points. Yeah. Um, So, question 10, Andrew. You should get this one. If you don't, I will be very disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> who is Luke Cage's best friend and longtime partner in crime fighting? A. The Human Torch. B. Doctor Strange. C. Daredevil. Or D. Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. Yeah. Oh, you were feeling. hesitating there. You're like, oh no, I don't want him to. Be <laughs> well, when you said Daredevil, me. I was like, ooh. That one street... is there to like throw people off for sure. Yeah. Both street level, both street level thug type heroes. Yeah. Vigilantes <laughs> in New York City, so it could be, but also, yeah, I Luke, feel like Luke Cage uh, and Iron Fist, uh, they created like heroes for hire in the comics. Mm -hmm. So like they would mm. essentially like DoorDash for superheroes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You need a crime fighter, hire us. Um, so at the halfway mark, what are the points? I believe I have three. I've got five. All right, so Matt takes the lead. Woo. 
So, Matt, back to you. What super team includes the sentient tree-like creature? Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. A, Squadron Supreme, B, Doom Patrol, C, Suicide Squad, or D, The Avengers. Just kidding, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Suicide Squad. No, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, please. <laughs> hey, he said something different first. That sh- that's what should count. He doesn't get to change his answer. <laughs> I didn't say final uh, answer. Andrew, what superhero gained the power gained his powers after being exposed to the Orb of Ra? A. Metamorpho. B. Doctor Strange. C. Iron Fist. Or D. Hawkman. Hawkman. That's wrong. Oh, that was going to be my guess if he got that. If he got something else, shoot. What were the other ones again? Uh, Metamorpho. Doctor Strange. Iron Fist. Metamorpho? Yeah. yeah. When billionaire Simon Stagg sent adventurer Rex Mason to Egypt to retrieve the priceless orb of Ra from a pyramid, he never expected him to return. Kind of like, hmm, Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I was surprised Moon Knight wasn't at least a trick answer there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it should have been. But yeah. Rex fell into a hidden chamber and was exposed to the orb whose radiation changed Mason into the freakish shape-shifting element man Metamorpho. Hmm rigged <laughs> number 13 this one is is this you andrew it's me yes oh. or no yeah it's matthew well i was kind of hoping it was you because it's another easy one for Matthew. oh gosh uh, no because matthew had who's got groot and i was like who's the orb of raw well, <laughs> the next the next two are fairly easy so i think both of them will be correct on both of your ends uh, so Matt T'Challa is the king of Wakanda, but he's also known as what superhero? A, the Submariner. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. B, Kazar. C, Black Panther. Or D, Iron Fist. Okay, first of all, did you? How is Kazar spelled? K A Z Z A R. Interesting. Uh, C, Black Panther. I love how at the ding, start ding, of this ding. quiz, Dawson was like, don't worry, Matthew, if Andrew gets the easy questions. <laughs> when all Matthew's had this entire game is softball after softball after softball. I think I've only had Why a few well softballs. Start throwing these, just throwing these questions worry. underhanded you're... because this is a freaking softball game. You're, you're, getting, an, you're getting a softball one here. Uh, yeah. I'm a pretty good educated guesser. What the original headquarters for the Fantastic Four? A, Titan's Tower. B, Four Freedoms Plaza, D, Stark Tower, or D, the Baxter Building? The Baxter Building. I know... I know this is going to be a harder one for Matt, though, so... Here we go. Here we go. Who is Scar? A, Son of Tarzan. B, Son of Wolverine. C, Son of Thor. D, Son of Hulk. None of the above. He's Mufasa's brother. Ooh. Um, question you got me there <laughs> um what was a again i forgot that son one. of tarzan i'll go with that one a that is wrong he is the son of wolverine also wrong dang it Ooh. what were the other two <laughs> son of thor and son of hulk Ugh. what the crap son of hulk yeah Wow. Garbage. I actually knew this one because of the Hulk TV show on Disney XD. Oh. Yeah, he's the son of Hulk uh, from when he was, like, uh, on Planet Hulk. Um, Garbage. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's when he was on Sakaar. Um, but yeah, uh, then like he finds his way back to Earth. But he's like gray, so it, and he's not very intelligent. It's 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 a very interesting story. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Andrew. Yes. Which of the following heroes was not a member of the magically powered Sentinels of Magic? A. Doctor Strange. B. Zatanna. C. Doctor Fate. D. Raven. You should get this one. Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's the only non-DC. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he's the only Marvel <laughs> one on there. Um, yep. Matt, which Green Lantern came first? Oh, See, geez. this one's a hard one. Oh, <laughs> uh. A. Alan Scott. B. Guy Gardner. C. John Stewart. D. Hal Jordan. I know two of the names, but I have no idea if either of them are right. I'm gonna go Hal Jordan. Wrong. Dang it. It is Alan Scott. Yep. Yeah, 1940. That's wow. When he first he made his found record. a lantern that was like in a rock or something. Or he found like a rock that was like a magical rock from space. And he turned it into a into a, mag, a magical lantern that gave him the powers, hmm. but he was his only weakness was wood, <laughs> but it wasn't the weakness was because he thought the weak the weakness of the rock was wood, so the wood the weakness became wood. Oh, so he technically, weird. if he believed he had no weakness, then he wouldn't have had a weakness. But since he thought it was wood, he it turned out it was wood. Wow, so odd. Yes. All right. And very dumb. Uh, Imagine messing up that bad. <laughs> Who yeah. once served as Tony Stark's personal assistant? A. Mary Jane Watson. B. Jean Grey. C. Carol Danvers. Or D. Jane Foster. Uh, Mary Jane Watson. Correct. Oh, that was the right. Oh my god! I thought that was a joke. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so. I mean, everyone else. She took a job at Stark Industries after Iron Man and Doctor Doom destroy her nightclub, uh, (laughs) trying to subdue Madame Mask. So Tony offered her a job as an apology. Interesting. Um, Matt. Yep. (laughs) Another layup. (laughs) But to be fair, twenty Andrew, you should also get. Um. So. Matt, who yes. is the Scarlet Witch's twin brother? A. Doctor Strange, B. Wonder Man, C. Quicksilver, or D. Magneto? Yeah, C. Quicksilver. I'm glad it was his superhero name because I don't know if I could have rattled off his real name off the top of my head. Pietro. That's right. Petro Maximoff, the son and daughter of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. I really wish he hadn't died. I was fascinated <laughs> by him. Yeah, he's. he's I cool just like his powers. I mean, his character, I guess, wasn't that interesting, but All right. his powers were cool. Andrew, mm-hmm. for the final question: What character teamed up with a different hero in almost every issue of the Brave and the Bold? A. Spider-Man. B. Batman. C. Captain America. Or D. Superman. The big bad Batman. Yes, sir. And what does that leave us point-wise? 10 matthew wins <laughs> so you ended up with eight though or seven andrew some something like that low a lesser amount is the correct <laughs> answer so that's interesting because matt didn't get all of his questions right but he made up for it with the ones he got wrong so yeah mm-hmm. I'm a, um, i was 
I'm pretty good at making educated guesses, which helps me when there's multiple choice. <laughs> if it was open-ended questions, I would have not done yeah. nearly as well. Oh, yeah, I would have fallen flat, too, yep. for most of them. Yeah, speaking of multiple choice... Um, Segway! <laughs> one, one game you have to use multiple choice in is Pokemon, when you have to choose what move to use against the the trainer that you're inevitably trying to avoid but ultimately have to face. Uh, so I figured I would task you guys with creating your go-to Pokemon team. Um, so yeah, I, I know Matt doesn't have a ton of Pokemon experience. Nope. Uh, so I figured this would be a fun thing for him to really get his foot in the door. Um, but yeah, I will kick us off. This will probably be our shortest segment. My list is literally just which ones I would most like to own for no reason other than just to have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how Pokemon works. Like, yeah. Unless you're trying to do competitive, which not many people really do, though. So, um, yeah, for me, uh, my starter would be Torterra. Uh Number two on my lineup would be Hydreigon, which is like a three-headed uh, dragon-type, dark-type Pokemon. Uh, number three, we got Garchomp, another dragon-type. Uh, probably my favorite dragon-type. Uh, he's just very cool design. Uh, number four, we got Metagross. Number five, we got a newer one. Um, came out in Sword and Shield, Toxtricity electric and poison type which is like a very interesting combo so i thought it was cool um and he's got a cool design and the number five got caracosta uh a fossil pokemon that ultimately turns into like a turtle and it's water uh typing so yeah overall tried to make it kind of well-rounded but also cool at the same time and like ones that i like the design were we supposed yeah. to have five or mm -hmm. six six okay yeah, every Pokemon team generally has six. Gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, I gave, for those listening, I gave them the rules that they could not uh, do a legendary Pokemon, and they could only have one starter, so. All right. Uh-oh. What's, what's a legendary Pokemon? <laughs> I didn't know that rule. Oh, I guess we're going to find out, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I probably well, I have I have at I least one I think. I have to say I read the rules back and forth and I did not see the legendary rule. Oh, I might have forgotten of that one. But yeah, I think the only rule you that. put in was the so starter. So I would one. say, Matthew, you go first, and then I will bring up the lead with my team. That it's going to not... be all the legendaries. <laughs> I I refuse to answer that. So Matthew, you go first, and I'll save mine for last. Oh. <laughs> all right, if you insist. Um, the one that I believe, one that I'm like, I think is a hundred percent a legendary is Groudon. He's like the land one. Yeah, Groudon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I I apologize for how bad I'm gonna butcher <laughs> these names. Um, yeah, so he's a legendary, I would assume. Um, yeah, he is. The other one I'm not sure is is Rapidash legendary. Nope. Okay, no. that's one of mine. Very very base level. Okay, that's what I thought. Like first game. But of the other ones that I have, that was probably the next closest to being a legendary. <laughs> um, so we got Greninja. That's the starter I went with. I think he's really cool. I was really into like ninjas and stuff when I was younger, so I like him. Um, a slam dunk easy choice for me is Jigglypuff, my Smash Bros. main. Mm -hmm. um, had to go with him, naturally. Um, I went with uh, Growlithe as well. I like dogs, so... 
He's pretty much a dog with fire powers. Got a lot of fire types. Do I? I didn't even know I'm that. I'm not shocked by that, though. Yeah, I'm into fire and stuff. Flames. <laughs> yeah. Anytime... That's an arsonist. <laughs> Anytime we make, like, a sports team in 2K or whatever, I always have flames involved somehow. I just think they're cool. Um, I also have... I put this in here just because when I saw it, I clicked on it because I'm like, what I'm seeing can't possibly be right, but it's 100% true. I went with two cannon. Oh, which yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a two can. That communicates by <laughs> that it communicates by <laughs> smacking things with its beak. <laughs> it just smacks things with its beak, and that's how it communicates, and that's its only trait. And I thought that was so funny that I had to have one. Plus, I think two cans are cool. Um, yeah, it's a very, 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 very lazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe that that was actually it. <laughs> it's just a two can. Yeah. So, and I had an honorable mention listed here that I thought was really, that I also thought was really funny. So I guess this would be my sixth if we were to follow the no legendaries rule. And I went with Sfeel, which is with literally, Sfeel? Yes. It's literally just a ball seal. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> literally just like a baby seal. Its description was, it's probably faster if it were to roll than oh, to actually Pokemon try and walk are the best yeah like, so i i so random so i guess that would be my sixth it was initially an honorable mention for me just because i thought it was really funny but that would be my sixth if we were to eliminate groudon or however i was gonna say it, I, i'll i'll go towards your guys's rules and and because i didn't clarify i guess and i forgot <laughs> I'll, I'll get rid of one of my regulars and put a legendary on there but uh, i'll get rid of like the turtle one caracosta and i i mm-hmm. i out of all the legendaries, Rayquaza is my favorite. He's oh, yeah. Had, so he would definitely be uh, the go-to if I had one on my team. But mm-hmm. All right, take it away with your full legendary team, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, for this team, I decided that we're not just going to compete in the Pokemon world. We're going to win the Pokemon world. <laughs> we're going to dominate not just, every play, not just every trainer, not just every team, not just every gym. We're going to dominate the world and the universe we're going to win every time and nobody's going to contest us so and again i looked back there were no rules stating this my first choice kyogre god of the ocean yeah yes. giant whale my second choice is groudon god of the land the giant uh <laughs> dragon type stand on the legs with Next is Rayquaza, another giant dragon. The one that tames the other two, actually. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Another one, Dialga, one of the gods of creation. I already know which one's coming after. I know the next two. Let me see if I can guess the next two. (laughs) Talkia and Darkrai. No. The next one is Giratina. 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 Another god of creation. And then... The ultimate, the all-powerful god of the universe of Pokemon, Arceus, oh, will yeah, be Arceus, at my command. Uh... My, my will will be, <laughs> my will will be dominated across the Pokemon universe. Everyone will bow to my will and to my commands as I now control the god of the universe in my Pokeball. Fear me and bow down <laughs> yeah, before. You're... The all-powerful of me and my gods. (laughs) Yeah, your team would probably beat mine. Yeah, Jigglypuff wouldn't stand a chance. I have a literal toucan. (laughs) And I have the god of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Well, left. <laughs> so yeah. to end on a high note. Um, so we just yeah. have. So basically, we have an all-powerful team. We've got Dawson's team, which is kind of like a rule-following team because he was following rules that Andrew and I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And then there's my team, which is just a collection of whatever ones I liked the most when I saw them. <laughs> my yeah, team no, is made mine up are of just, literal gods. I was gonna say, <laughs> my team is just kind of a team that if, like, they had a Pokemon game with, like, all of the Pokemon in it, that's probably the team I'd make. Because mm-hmm. I've had, like, each of those on my team before. But, yeah. I figured, I, I just wanted to hear your guys' answers more than anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I was curious because I know I've played the games more than you guys have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got very minimal experience. All I've had is like you know a summer's worth of Pokemon Go, and that's about it. That's a Dang, lot of I, people's experience. Yep my my most of my Pokemon knowledge is comes from uh comes, what's the word secondhand. Ah uh, yeah, from mm-hmm. your cousin, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes to that, comes to different YouTube. You get a shout out, Cameron. You're welcome. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, he gave me yeah, I remember when he was super into Pokemon, he gave me all of his crappy cards. So that, oh, yeah, he did that I to would, me too. It just when I, I battled somebody, I had like they had like maybe like twenty cards. I had like fifty, but we're all but like we're like super weak, so I would like get <laughs> one knocked out and like then I just meowth. Pulled, yeah, I just pull up another one, and then I just slowly whittle down other people's car, other people's decks, until I was remaining with my uh, singular deck, singular uh, weak deck. He's just got like a fletchling left, but it's the last thing standing, so it works. Pretty yeah. much, pretty much. But yeah, that brings oh. us to a close for this episode. Uh, first one back. Ooh, uh, yeah felt good it did of course because it felt good and we were extra chatty it probably went a little bit longer than our typical episode will be hour and a half um yeah hour and a half not too bad though um maybe slimmed down by the time we edit stuff but whatever around that is where we're at right now yeah Uh, that's a a pretty typical podcast length anyway yeah yeah we're we're just getting back into this and we're kind of like feeling out our niche of what Mm -hmm. we're gonna do so that's his favorite word today it's it covers (laughs) a lot of ground it does a lot of heavy lifting in the vote in the english vocabulary yeah Yeah. so but um but yeah if you guys want to if our listeners will bear with us and i'm really excited to see where we can go with this in the future and then think we can have a lot of fun with it absolutely so i don't know if you guys want to do any like social media plugs or anything like that or just keep it solely focused on the podcast i mean i I I would say i don't have anything to share really (laughs) yeah instagram add a dos for words yeah Um, that's that's where all the that's where all the posts will be like I guess mm-hmm. posted on social media anytime we have a new one I'll put it up there because uh, uh, that's like my website uh, that I've made kind of for this and for my own personal blog and stuff but uh, there will be like a link to like the Spotify in there as well so it'll just be it'll be a convenient place if like you don't want to have to search for this every time there's a new episode so yeah but yeah, but, yeah. and yes it is meant to be a pun instead of add a loss for words it's add a dos for words so (laughs) 
but yeah, that that pretty much brings us to a close for today. Uh, signing off. This is Dawson. Matt. This is Andrew. Thank you to everybody who has joined us for this first episode, and hopefully we'll see you with us next time. Absolutely. Later, y'all. Later. Peace.